Hello, everyone. Welcome to How to Read Chinese Poetry podcast. I'm Zhong Qicai, the program host. In this podcast program, my colleagues and I aim to introduce cutting-edge scholarship on Chinese poetry to a broad general audience. We will present 52 episodes covering the major poetic genres developed over China's long history. Each episode features close reading of one or more of the best-known Chinese poems, with an aim to illuminate their literary greatness and cultural significance. For all the discussed poems, Chinese texts, English translation, romanization, and brief notes are provided at our website, howtoreadchinesepoetry.com. By following the 52 episodes, listener will gain a bird's eye view of the thematic, formal, and generic evolution of Chinese poetry from antiquity to the modern era. Instruct and delight is what we wish to accomplish in each talk. Without further ado, let's begin. Having explained the formal rules of recreative verse in the previous episode, I will show in this and the next two episodes how three greatest Tang poets, Du Fu, Li Bai, and Wang Wei, exploited various formal rules to the best advantage, and created enchanting confusion, Taoist and Buddhist vision of the universe and the self, with little use of abstract philosophical concept. Here, let us examine another great poem by Du Fu. The Jiang and Han Rivers. By the Jiang and Han rivers broods a homeward traveler. Between heaven and earth is one worthless scholar. A lone cloud and the sky and I join in, being far away. A long night and the moon and I share the loneliness. The setting sun, yet I remain ambitious at heart. The autumn wind, from illness I will recover. From antiquity, all the old horses that people kept, not always, were chosen for long distances. This poem by Du Fu invalidates the simplistic notion that poetry is a temporal art, while painting is a spatial one. The poem lends itself to both spatial and the temporal reading. If we divide the poem into two columns along the vertical line separating the bisyllabic and the trisyllabic segments, we may read it vertically, column by column. Such a reading is spatial in the sense it breaks up the line-by-line sequence of normal reading to reveal two highly coherent clusters of images. The left column consists of images of the universe, ranging from Qianquan, an alternative name for heaven and earth, to panoramic river scene, and to atmospheric phenomenon cloud and autumn wind. 
The other column consists of a series of remarks about the poet himself. Du Fu, as the homeward traveler, his sense of failure, his exile and loneliness, and his determination achieve his ambition despite his illness and aging. While this spatial reading underscores the juxtaposition of the universe and the self, a temporal reading reveals the poet's inner process of observation and contemplation. Reading the poem line by line sequentially, we see a topic plus common construction in all but the last two lines. In each of the first six lines, the initial bisyllabic segment presents a topic, a broad cosmic image observed by the poet. The trisyllabic segment, on the other hand, introduces a comment. In the opening couplet, the immense universe, Jiang and Han River, and the Qianquan, induce a pathetic and diminutive self-image, homeward traveler and worthless scholar. In the second couplet, the image of long cloud and the long night thicken the mood of loneliness and melancholic brooding, but the ensuing comment signified a slight relief from loneliness through an empathetic joining of man and nature. Like the second couplet of Spring Sin, this second couplet creates the idea of man-nature empathy through a skillful manipulation of syntactical ambiguity. Here join and share imply two and more subjects. Here join and share imply two or more subjects. But the only one is made explicit, sky and the moon, depending on which implicit subject we supply. This couplet lends itself to three different readings. The first reading is, A long cloud and the sky are together far away. A long night and the moon share the loneliness. The second reading, a long cloud, and the sky and the eye are together far away. A long night, the moon and the eye share loneliness. The third reading, a long cloud, a long pause. The sky and eye are together far away. A long night, a long pause. The moon and the eye share loneliness. The coexistence of these three possible readings serves to create a sense of togetherness in the world. The togetherness of inanimate things and the togetherness of nature and man. The conception of this pervasive togetherness reveals a lessening of the poet's loneliness and prepares us for a rather dramatic turning in the third couplet. The turning is dramatic because of the unusual juxtaposition of setting sun and the autumn wind, two common images of decay and melancholy, 
with an unsurprisingly positive attitude towards the onset of illness and old age. The setting sun only spurs the poet to strive for great accomplishment. The autumn wind only speeds up his recovery from illness. Echoing this optimistic note, the poem ends with a metaphorical statement about the true worth of an aging man. By his creation of such a confusion vision of the universe and the self, Du Fu earned the appellation Poet Sage. Shi Sheng, the highest honor a Confucian-minded poet could aspire to. That's the end of episode 27. Thank you for listening. I hope you enjoyed the talk. Let us relax and listen to a reading of the poem in Mandarin. Jiang Han, Du Fu. Jiang Han, Si Gui Ke. Qian Kun, Yi Fu Ru. Pian Yun, Tian Gong Yuan. Yong Ye, Yue Tong Gu. 落日心游壮,秋风病欲苏。古来存老马,不必去长途。<音>